All right, everybody. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? It's your boys, the OTR Wrestling Podcast. I am your man, OTR Trey, a.k.a. Treyway. This your boy, Jay, a.k.a. Mr. Rant. Mr. Mike Drop is here. <laughs> but, but let me go ahead and uh, go ahead and mute his mic real quick. <laughs> he'll he'll rejoin us pretty soon. <laughs> he'll rejoin us pretty soon. Well, no, okay, there he is. <laughs> you got to um, unmute him now. Yeah, all right. Unmute. All right, there he goes. Oh, welcome, sir. Introduce yourself. Oh, he done went. He done went. And got pulled out the good headset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say something. Let me see. I'll introduce hey. him for I'll introduce some shit. And then we got your man JD aka OTR mic drop. You know what I'm saying? But while he getting his stuff together, uh go ahead and start off with so it's Wednesday night. Um and while we're recording this, which means that AW Dynamite will be coming on here in a little bit so while we go ahead and get that done or get ready for that uh there was a pay-per-view over the weekend it was the aw new japan uh crossover event called forbidden door now jay i know you said that uh, you didn't watch any of the highlights so i'll just go ahead and give you a brief rundown of everything that happened okay listen before you give me the rundown i i need for them to pick another day other than Saturdays to show these pay-per-views, okay? I ain't well, never going to be able to watch them <laughs> if they on Saturdays. Well, AEW does theirs on Sundays. It was Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday. I was at work watching it. Uh, I must have been drunk. <laughs> yeah, WWE does their PLEs on Saturday. Pay-per-views. But, no, P- premium live events, man. How many times do you got to go over this? Take it up with Vince. <laughs> All right, so uh, we had a – it was quite a few matches. Um, it started off with uh, with MJF going against – who did MJF go against? Uh, and then before I get into this, uh, I want to know, what's your – how do you feel about the whole concept of uh, Forbidden Door? Before I get into the matches, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say that Forbidden Door is overhyped. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Shit, you didn't even feel like watching it. <laughs> it, it it's not even that though. It's like this: the way they build it up, the way they make this paper out, pay per view to be is like you're getting stuff that you're never gonna really get on a, on a regular pay per view or even live TV. You know what I'm saying? They're supposed to be. They're supposed to be dream matches. That, in a sense, but it's supposed to be people from, like people that you'll never see together because they're on, quote unquote, different companies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Forbidden Door is a little overhyped. Okay. It's not it's not really worth it's not it does to me it doesn't really live up to its expectations. Okay. Well, uh JD, you, you back you Hi. Back there he is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I get on this shit. I'll set it up literally an hour early. Every time. The moment I enter the studio, everything wants to mess up. It was working completely fine. I'm over it. I'm done. Jay, get the room together. (laughs) That's that's technology for you. Technology. Jay, get the room together. Yeah, man. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, okay. Just to just to make y'all on some old shit type. I don't know if I could bring. Nope, can't do it. I'll send it to the group chat. I sent it to the group chat. Okay. But what were you gonna say? Oh well, uh, what should, I asked Jay uh, his feelings about the whole Forbidden Door concept. Wanted to get your thoughts on which how you feel about the whole concept of Forbidden Door. Uh, definitely dream matches. Um, uh, something that we typically are not supposed to see. Um, and it's like a once in a lifetime type bout. The only thing that is what I see is happening now is we are getting things. Really, all they're doing is publicizing New Japan wrestlers to more of a <clears throat> American American visualization. You, you get what I'm saying? Because now we're still seeing the same people that we normally see fighting this type of thing. Mind you, if, if you really are a wrestling fan and you watch New Japan, we've seen Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay fight plenty of times. We've seen Will Ospreay fight Ricochet. We've seen him fight this person. We've seen, you know, a whole bunch of different people. I get It opens up the door for competitors who never fought in New Japan to actually have that moment. But now it's like, I just feel like right now, after this one, mind you, phenomenal pay-per-view. I just don't want it to be watered down to where every year is the same thing. You get what I'm saying? That's why I just said before you came in the studio, I said I, I feel like it's overhyped. It's, it's I wouldn't say it's overhyped. I just say they don't need to make it a regular pay-per-view. Don't yeah. make it a It doesn't need to be an annual, an annual thing. Yeah, it would don't. Be annual. No, I mean, I don't. Okay. So with it being an annual thing, that's okay, right? Yeah, I feel like if it lives up to the hype, if you're really getting those matches that you'll never see other than Forbidden Door, but like right. you said, if you're getting the exact same thing every single pay per view, then okay. it's no like longer taking, a Forbidden Door, like yeah. they're taking Wrestle Kingdom matches like Omega and Osprey and bringing it to Forbidden Door. Now, okay. it's good because it's giving fans who can't travel to Japan a chance to see those matches in person. So that's one good thing. But yeah, um, I also want to say, so Impact Wrestling is also getting into the New Japan game, which they've already been. Because it says the tickets are on sale now as Impact and New Japan Wrestling present Multiverse United 2 <laughs> featuring Hiroshi Tanahashi on August 20th at the uh, 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
Yeah. So they're having their own New Japan crossover events also. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I, I I'm all for it. Give these uh, New Japan wrestlers the spotlight and everything, but you know, okay, we really haven't seen New Japan fighters fight in a steel cage match, right? Maybe that was something that you should have put in Forbidden Door, right? Make sure that like all these matches are not just for a title, but they have some kind of extreme state. You know, mm-hmm. in here, give give the people something more to watch than just to see a regular res- wrestling match. But you might as well just call it AEW versus New J- uh, New Japan wrestling. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't even be like Forbidden Door at this point. Like, if you're gonna keep doing it, because then it's like, can you really call it Forbidden Door if Impact is doing the same same exact thing? Because nope. Forbidden Door needs to only just be where you're doing this, but Forbidden Door to me, just seems like a whole wrestling montage, right? Forbidden Door, you should incorporate every freaking wrestling brand within that whole promotion. It shouldn't just be an AEW New Japan wrestling type thing. Mind you, it's under AEW, but when you think Forbidden Door, let me tell you, okay, Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay, uh, Kenny Omega versus Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Now, that's a Forbidden Door match. It will never happen. It would, but that's a forbidden <laughs> door match. You get what I'm saying? That's something that nobody will ever see in a freaking lifetime. You make it happen once. That's it. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I agree with you. And to be fair, Impact isn't doing a forbidden door. They're doing a multiverse. There's a difference. Multi. multi <laughs> okay. So now, now I knew Jay. I knew Jay would like that. <laughs> It's a multiverse of madness, man. Same concept. You can, well, they say you can shine up shit, but at the end of the day, it's still shit. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, so, uh, Jay, JD, so you said it was phenomenal pay per view. So I'm assuming that you did get a chance to see it. I I saw bits and pieces. Okay. Oh, speaking of Forbidden Door, Blackpool Combat Club is opening the show. Yeah, I, I saw bits and pieces. Um, Minus Brian Danielson, we will get to that pretty soon. <laughs> what I will say is, is that mm, it was definitely better than a Forbidden Door last year. The first one, yeah, because mm-hmm. the first one we got the debut of Claudio. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we get? I'm not. I'm not talking uh, about the the presentation and all. I'm just saying the matches to me were better. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the matches to me were better. All right. Well, speaking of the matches, let's go through a few. Uh, so it started pretty early. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, let's see. Let's, let's start off. I'll start off with where um, it really picks up for. Uh, Picks up. So we had MJF. Speaking of uh, Tanahashi, MJF defeated him uh, to defend his AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, co- of course, he did in typical MJF uh, fashion, using the diamond, the diamond ring, and clocking him over the head with it. So typical MJF win. Um, I never really saw this match going any other way because I think that there will be a day. That at a forbidden door, the AW title will change hands. I just, I just knew it wasn't going to be, 
from MJF this year. But I could definitely see somebody from New Japan coming over and winning the AEW championship and the taking it back way, over there. No, nah, the only way that happens is if that wrestler is signing with AEW. Yeah. That's it. Because we take because we because we take their mid-card titles and bring them over here all the time. Moxie yeah, and Omega have both brought the US title over here. That's a mid-card title though. You ain't seeing their world champion title over here, AEW. Yet I'm trying to tell you, this is only the second year of Forbidden Door. In order for this for this to uh, do what y'all were saying that needs to be done, they're gonna have to shake it up. And what's more, what shakes it up more no, than having it, the world championship go from one country to another? No, <laughs> it's literally company, the world heavyweight championship for a no reason. company in their right mind would ever let that happen. I think no. The, the only way that they would do it is somebody who's a regular who regularly fights in New Japan, and that's either Moxley or Kenny Omega. Those are the only time that the world champion. I can see Osprey, Osprey doing it. Like, uh, yeah, Osprey he'll you, show United, up on United AEW. United Empire is signed with AEW, right? So he can show up. I definitely see it. So I can see that. It, it really all depends on the person. Like you're not gonna see a dominant New Japan uh, world champion actually win it and no. keep it on. New Japan. Because just like um here, Sonata had that um open championship. Speak about that match, um, where he defended it against Jungle Boy. What if Jungle Boy had won that title? <laughs> so then New Japan title would be over here in America. Yeah, and that just means the next time they have a pay-per-view, Jungle Boy would have had to uh go over there and defend it. Which I don't think there's a problem because shit, uh Juice Robinson, you be in New Japan all the time. And I know Jay White's stipulation was that he had to leave, but I mean, he used to be over there all the time. But yeah. speaking of Jungle Boy, uh, he's no longer Jungle Boy. He just jacked to me <laughs> the way he turned on Hook. <laughs> he yeah. ain't Jungle Boy no He ain't Jungle Boy no more. He just jacked. You, I think a long time ago, you said that you could see him joining back with Christian and um, Lucha Torres. And Luchasaurus, now that Luchasaurus has a different gimmick, mm-hmm. he's he's a he's a dark a dark dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I uh, I remember when they when they had the four pillars uh when they, the promo, and we mm-hmm. said Jungle Boy had the weakest one. Yeah, and I said Jungle Boy as a face has pretty much done everything he can at this point. Mm-hmm. he's been a tag champion. He's had some pretty decent one-on-one feuds, but it's just not clicking yet to give him that superstar push that he needs. And I think that him turning on Hook, which their feud is going to be good because it'll get Hook more exposure, and it'll also make it to where Jungle Boy can actually show some a different side of his personality being a heel. Jay, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about scrawny-ass wrestlers being heel? <laughs> Come on, Listen, just give it. To it me. was it was already a stretch when Daniel Bryan was heel, right? Mm-hmm. And you see what they had to do to put him over his heel. They had to partner him with somebody that was three times, four times the size to even make it seem right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. how do you feel? How do you feel the direction like? Should each weight class have a heel? That's a good question. I feel like, yeah, 
in order to advance the storyline and make a storyline good, you gotta have you gotta have a heel somewhere in there. You know what I mean? You can have a face versus a face match. Of course, it'll mm-hmm. be a good match. It's gonna be a good right. wrestling match. You know, they mm-hmm. they both gotta be phenomenal wrestlers and put on a good show. Right. But you'll still never get that factor from a heel just doing heelish stuff. You know what I mean? Like just the whole cheating and and trying to win and manipulating and stuff like that just creates more of a better like visually. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Trey, I mean, I, do you? I think. Yeah. Good. Do you feel like Jack Berry's heel turn should have been different, or do you feel like that that was enough to put him over as a heel? I think I think it was enough because was it enough was it enough because of who it was yeah that he turned on yeah because okay. Hook is Hook is uh, loved by the AW fans okay I don't look at Hook as a face though but he's a but he's a loved person so right. whether he portrays himself as a face yeah. he don't portray himself as a heel neither he just. He just goes out there and just does things <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's but but he's a beloved uh, wrestler by the fans. So turning on him when you were walking around saying that this is your best friend and he's going to have your back, and you're going to have his back and all of that. Anytime friend turns on friend, it's always it's always good. Right. So do you do you see Jack Perry taking the FTW championship away from him? It looked that's what it looks like. That's what they were going to set up. Because right now, Hook's walking around with the belt. I mean, and it's kind of like the million-dollar title. It's like, it's just there. <laughs> like, it's just there. I love, I love, I it's love a 24-7 championship. Shit, it ain't that bad. But I love the fact that uh, they, they're starting to incorporate Taz into it. Because ever since Hook has gone solo, um, they act, him and Taz have never really interacted. Yeah. But Taz was so pissed off. He took his shades off. He ain't seen Taz do commentary without shades in forever. <laughs> and then they kept asking him, yo, what's going on? Why did why did Jungle Boy turn on Hook? He's like, I don't know why you're asking me. I don't know. So I like that part. I think they're going to incorporate Taz into it, which is always good. Because honestly, we have no idea what Hook's promo skills are because he never talks. Right. <laughs> so you can I mean, definitely bring Taz in to be his mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah, I would say like Taz, if as far as like on the AEW brand, I feel like Taz could possibly be the Paul Heyman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of that company because I feel like Taz would be a better manager than Don Callis. Oh, I don't know. In, now, they, they, have two, they have two different managing styles. Yeah, but I like I like Taz managing style because we've seen Taz as a manager before. Well, also, you got to think, the only problem I have with Taz being a manager in AEW is they can't decide whether they want him to be a manager or be a commentator. Because he started out as a commentator, then he formed a team Taz, then became a manager, (laughs) would do commentary here and there. Then he just broke away from team Taz and became a full-on commentator again. And I'm just not feeling the whole, uh, I wish I want them to just give him, yeah, I just want him to give him one to do. Like Heyman was good on commentary, but he's he's better in this role than he than he was on commentary yeah. when he was with Jr. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Honestly, I like Taz better on commentary than as a manager, but that's just me. Now I like him on commentary too, but I just think yeah. that since the only reason I would say bring him out of the commentary role for this is because it's his son. That's the only reason. Yeah. Um. But moving on, 
So, so it finally happened. We were wondering what the results are going, what the reaction was going to be when he got out of Chicago and CM Punk got booed out the building <laughs> when he fought um, against so, Satoshi Kojima. I hope I'm saying that right. Now, before we get to that match, originally the match has been one that a lot of people have been wanting to see, which is Kenta versus CM Punk, because, you know, they both do the GTS. But mm-hmm. Kenta pulled out of that match. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. because he didn't want to fight CM Punk or what it was. Um, but everybody wanted to see the battle to go to sleeps. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like they, it was already written that CM Punk was going to win and Kenta wasn't feeling that. Probably. So too. Because this I, is a match in the Owen Hart tournament. It wasn't just yeah. a match. It was for that. So right. As well as, I mean, with the way CM Punk left and then now him coming back, I mean, this is just prompting his heel turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's coming because if you watched uh, Collision, he came – no, not Collision, uh, Dynamite. When he mm-hmm. came out on Dynamite, um, he started going like this to the crowd when they started booing him because at first he was getting mixed reactions. It was damn near 80-20 boos <laughs> when he came yeah. out this time. Oh, yeah. We, we knew he, it. Like, come on, man. And it, he knows it, it, too. And CM Punk ain't dumb. He knows it, too. <laughs> Yeah, like that's you, why he's playing. That's already, why he's playing it up. You yeah. already knew, man. The only the only cheer you was gonna get is in your hometown because that's where it's at. Now anywhere else, you you getting that Roman Reigns type type atmosphere where they booing your ass to see you walk out. Uh, they they were booing him like Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> don't nobody don't nobody get heat like Dom. That shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and see, and the fact that see CM Punk, you got booed in Toronto, Canada. Canadians are some of the nicest people ever, <laughs> and they hey. let your ass have it. I mean, the, listen. Hey. At, at the end of the day, like we already said, man, everybody's tired of CM Punk. We're all tired of CM Punk. And plus, um, um, babyface CM Punk just never sits right with me. I feel like it's real. It's real cheesy. Uh, honestly, like he panders like, a lot when he's a face. Like he'll like CM Punk CM is the best Punk. version of CM Punk. Nah, I like CM Punk better when he straddles that line. Like, when you don't know if he's healed, like, he'll do heelish stuff, but he'll still, like, kind of be a face, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, in this yeah. weird limbo in between. That's where he's his best. Only but certain people going, pull that off. But he's not going to get that right now. Yeah. Because he's too he's too hated. Like, he's hated by fans. He's hated by wrestlers. He's, he's hated by right management. <laughs> he, he's, he won't be a face or have a reaction as a face until he shows like he's a little bit more redeemed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go, I mean, go a gotta, year or so uh, without incident. Got to put more people over too, probably. That's yeah. Because yeah. the fans, the fans be the fans notice that kind of stuff. Uh, the reports were that uh, CM Punk and the Elite were both on separate sides of the building the entire night on purpose. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that, and then uh, that dynamite that CM Punk showed up on. The on uh the reason why he was there is the elite did that promo, but that was shot early, so they weren't even in the building when CM Punk and FTR were there. Yeah. So, uh, next match, Orange, Orange Cassidy. I thought that he was going to lose this, uh, lose his international championship. He defeated Zack Saber Jr., uh, Shibata, and Daniel Garcia in the four way men's match for the AEW Intercontinental title. Not inter- mm-hmm. international, I'm sorry, international mm-hmm. title. <laughs> So Orange Cassidy is the definition of a working man's fighting champion. He defends the belt every week. 
literally you could just one of us could probably call him up say hey i want to fight for the title and he'll say okay like that's how he's accepting these matches and every week you think he's going to lose think his body's getting worn down he keeps pulling it out i don't know what the end goal is um with this orange cassidy run i don't know i think they're really just trying to give him a big push and i think they're just trying to see if maybe he could hold that top spot because Orange Cassidy challenging for the AEW championship would be the big underdog. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they would have to play yeah. it as their underdog story. So, mm-hmm. I think with him defending the title every week and winning, you know, it, it builds him up for that challenge as an underdog. Do you think that they'll do a winner take off? I hope not. I'm tired of seeing titles being unified or combined or whatever. No, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say it'd be unified. Not unified, but you know, like like, well, like, he, champion, take, like uh, double champion. he take the yeah, he take the he take the X division title too. <laughs> yeah, like let's just go back to back how it was back in the day. I miss how it was the old school days. You know what I mean? You have your your person that wins the mid card title, they defend it for however long they have, and then you know once they drop it and once they lose it. They were on the verge of moving up to the next level. Let's just get back to yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we all know that you're not a fan of once you've fought and either won or consistently fought for the top title. Going back to the mid card just seems like such a downgrade. It is a downgrade. <laughs> but unless you're trying to make sure, unless you're trying to make somebody a a, a Grand Slam champion. <laughs> so I guess my whole thing is because. If y'all were to speak about WWE for a second, if you were to rank the mid card titles, you would rank the Intercontinental title higher than the U.S. title, correct? I yeah. would rank the Intercontinental Championship higher than the U.S. Championship. Yeah. No. You wouldn't. No. Mm. Only reason why I say that is because when I look at, and I'm not trying to be mean about this, but when you look at these intercontinental champions that have had it over the time they've been pretty much stuck in the mid card none of them have really been able to push past that mid card and move up versus the united states champion you know you've had more people that won the united states champion and kind of moved up to the wwe the world heavyweight champion so that's the only reason it in this era, in this modern day era, you know, you know, mean? now that I think about it, you are right. It yeah. seemed like that the Intercontinental Championship did come. You won that before you won the U.S. And then after you won the U.S., you had a world title shot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Because the only reason I'm asking is because uh, if the TNT title is the top title for the men, men's mid card. I, don't, I was saying maybe they're trying to give the intercontinental, I keep saying intercontinental, the international <laughs> championship some credibility by having Orange Cassidy defend it the way he's defending it and uh, keep winning. Maybe they're trying well, to do I think, that. I think with that is Orange Cassidy can defend that against pretty much anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, now that's where you include like the forbidden door aspect with the New Japan and stuff like that because it's international, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing that Intercontinental was supposed to be. Technically, Intercontinental Championship is supposed to be defended and fought for by all inter like 
pretty much international uh, competitors. Like, mm-hmm. I remember before you had, like, it was supposed to be, like, I'm just naming these individuals that should be fighting for it. Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, people who are not U.S. of U.S. descent. So back in the day, you had Fit Finley fighting for the Intercontinental Champion. You know what I'm saying? You had um, uh, uh, Koslov, or just, just to name some. Like, you kind of would, like, deem it over to that kind of aspect as opposed to the U.S. champion. Hey, everybody who's – I don't want to sound like so the U.S. citizen. <laughs> I'll tell you this. In recent – okay, it, up until recently, okay, if you look back at the history of how the United States had Intercontinental Championship was defended, right, for a very long time, the Intercontinental Champion was the working man's champion, right? It was yeah. always been defended, whether it was on live TV or pay-per-view. You had the United mm-hmm. States Champion. Yeah, he had the belt. But if you really thought about it, if you really go back and you really think about it, it wasn't defended as much. Now, lately, it's been vice versa, right? It's been flipped. Yeah. The Intercontinental Champion has not really defended the championship like that, except for when it's been on Gunther. He's been defending it the most in the in the past recent years. I mean, there was one point when Shinsuke had the Intercontinental Championship, and he had it for, what, six months with only two title defenses? Then he got injured for four months, and he never even defended the championship, and they didn't take it off him, right? Mm-hmm. I would put the TNT title and then the international champion, I would have to put the international championship as the working man's championship. Like, you know, if you get the international championship, you're going to be defending that championship, whether it's on pay-per-view, live television, or on their other shows they stream on YouTube, if they still do, I can't remember. But I'm just saying, like, it's going to be defended. You know what I'm saying? Hell, at this point, I wouldn't be too surprised if you see it in ROH. Just saying. Oh, definitely. But the TNT title, to me, is more of that title that you win, and then you know your next step is AEW Championship, or it should be AEW Championship. Basically, people have to to compete to even get a challenge at that title. Exactly. As opposed to where the international title, you can have an open challenge. It's pretty much, it pretty much, he pretty much does open challenges every time he fights. Kind of like with the TBS Championship. Now that Jade is no longer the TBS Championship, I'm expecting to see her in the AEW Women's Championship. Like she, she should be in the near future challenging for that. You know but what I'm saying? It did, and and so now right. it makes me wonder too. I'm glad that you said that. Like, how many defenses has Chris Statlander had? Say how many? How many what? Yeah, since she won it, Chris Statlander. How many defenses has she done? Like two. Two exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that that and Jade was doing it on on Dynamite and um, exactly. Rampage. Most she mostly did it on Rampage. That was pretty much her. But show. I'm just saying, like she yeah. she defended it on both shows where Chris Statlin has only defended it twice and it's been on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may be trying to change how they did it since they had it on Jade for so long. But uh, let's go ahead and finish up these matches. So we had the 10-man tag match, uh, the Elite, which is Hangman, the Bucks, um, and the Bucks, A.D. Kingston, and Taroshi. Hero Ishii uh, mm-hmm. the, going against the Blackpool Combat Club, 
uh, of Moxley, Yuta, Claudio, with Takeshita and Yumino in their corner. Um, speaking of Blackpool Combat Club, actually Takesha is a part of Blackpool Combat Club. Okay, well that's not how they have it listed, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, but he he is a member now. Like he's speaking a- of uh, Blackpool Combat Club, uh, t- just now <laughs> Moxley just hit a curb stomp <laughs> and then his move, and then won <laughs> against Ishii. They had a one on one match just now, and Moxley hit that curb stomp. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I literally just saw I literally just saw a video of Seth Rollins bigging up Moxley saying how proud he is of the work he's doing in AEW. So do we do we I'll ask it later. I mean Moxley did just sign a five year deal. He ain't going nowhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. I was just gonna say, do, do we see a dirty deeds in, in Seth Rollins package this weekend? Oh I possibly. Be possibly. Be yeah. yeah. But uh but the winners of that match were the elite. Um, I believe uh, Takeshita didn't he walk out on the uh, the combat club, JD? I think so. Yeah, he walked out on him, and that's one of the reasons why they lost. Uh, this match was this match was good, it was kind of it was real chaotic, kind of you know, the way normal young bucks and Moxley matches go, especially Moxley <laughs> and uh, and 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 um, what's his name, Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Kingston. Uh, well, yeah, them, them, them going on a freaking chop rampage, like, <laughs> <laughs> and the blood was flowing. Of course, it, it's not a Moxley match if it ain't got nothing to do with blood. <laughs> well, shit, the Bucks be doing all kinds of uh, wild shit too, putting tax on their shoes and super kicking people, and putting tax yeah. on somebody's mouth and super kicking them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. I don't know that match. That match was good. I just um, I was at work, so I didn't get to see a lot of it. But let's go ahead and move on to the uh, the women's uh, AEW championship match. Which, okay, by the way, this this match right here and the promo package that Willow Nightingale had lets me know that Mercedes uh, Monet was definitely going to be at Forbidden Door if she didn't get hurt and won that title that Willow had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, she was definitely going to be there because they showed Willow beating her in her promo package, talking about it. So if Mercedes never got hurt, she was definitely going to be there, um, which would have been even bigger for Forbidden Door with Mercedes to show up. But uh, Tony Storm got the win. Um, that's not that was not a big shocker. Um, how have you felt about Tony Storm's reign as AEW Women's Champion? Have you been paying attention to it? I mean, it's it's well deserved. Mm-hmm. She should have had a run when she was in WWE, but because you know she's already you know this is her second run with it. Because the first time yeah. she, she she won it, but it was no uh, she she won it be, and she was the interim. But then they took the that's interim right, they right. took the interim tag off of because uh, Thunder Rosa wasn't coming back anytime soon. So instead yeah. of keeping Tony Storm with it, because she was the and then and then what I did like that Tony Khan did was he said that every time she defended it as the interim champion. It counts as her defending the actual championship. It should, yeah. And I think that they should do that because in the, I don't think they do that in WWE. If you're defending it as an interim champion, you're just an interim champion. They don't even have interim champions in WWE. Not anymore. They used to. When I don't ever, I don't ever remember them having. I could have sworn they had an interim champion before. No, like they just John, I feel like John Cena was one. <laughs> no, they'll just vacate. The only time they had an interim champion 
was when CM Punk won against John Cena. And he, you know, when CM Punk so-called left the company and then they did that championship match on that Monday Night Raw. And then after John Cena won it, what CM Punk immediately came back that Friday. And then Mm -hmm. that's when they set up that match to unify the titles. That was the only time that they ever did that. But I mean, I like I said, I love the I love the the interim aspect. Like that is fantastic. I mean, in my opinion, Tony Storm was never the interim champion. I mean, Thunder Rosa was injured. It sucks, but at the end of the day, Tony Storm's been on there. She's been fighting. She's been defending it. She should have had her WWE Women's Championship run. But you know, they're so focused on putting the title on the same three or four girls in WWE that at this point, the women's division is just awful, you know? Mm-hmm. So, AW like... to me, that's the one thing I have to say about them. Their women division has a slight, a slight leg up on WWE. You know what I'm saying? And I okay. feel like it's mainly because they have that mid-card championship. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's one thing that, um, like I said, with uh, it looking like uh, NXT, I said this on the last stream, with them looking like they're going to make the uh, them a third major brand, I think they need to turn that NXT women's title to a mid-card title. They um, need to. If they, I swear to God, if they unify that with one of these women's champions, it's gonna. I'm, I'm going to be pissed off. For one, because I still think that it was stupid for them to unify the women's tag team championship in the NXT championship. Like, mm-hmm. that didn't make any sense. If you really make it NXT the third brand, like, the women's division just got even bigger. So why would you do that? I'm, I'm assuming that's why they did do it is because since they have – you have two women's championships. Yeah. Yeah, you have two women's uh, world championships, and now you have one set of tag titles. Now, they don't have enough women for both titles, for tag titles. With NXT, they do. Yeah, but they didn't move all of the, they didn't move all the best teams up True. to uh to the main roster. So if you're gonna do that, yeah. then you might as well just unify the belts because that way you could just incorporate all the women. Even still, okay. You you make a valid point. I'm fine with that, right? That's cool. But they need to keep this the the NXT women's champion, like that needs to be their mid card title. Mm-hmm. Like they need to do something other than what they're doing right now for the women's division. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're so oblivious to it that they're just going to fall short. No, nah, I'm. I agree with that. Now I'm mad that. Uh, well, I'll go with this match next because I wanted to. I wanted JD dropped off for a second. I want to get his opinion on the uh, Osprey uh, Omega match, but. Before I get to that, we'll, we can do the six-man tag match, which was Sting, Darby Allin, and uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Las Les Suzuki Gods, which is Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. So Sting, Darby Allin, and Naito won. Uh, this was so. This was good. Um, of course, it was. Uh, hopefully, it was Sting's the last first match. time. It was the first time we saw Sting and 
uh, Chris Jericho in the ring together um, in a fighting capacity, yeah. um, which was a fun fact that I didn't realize. Um, but then when I think about it, it actually made sense. Uh, but other than that, yeah, the match was good. Uh, Sting did one move, and I was like, damn, bro, you really – he's 64 years old, but <laughs> he still be jumping off of shit. So, I mean, I understand the need for that. I understand, like, Sting's involvement. I just – you know how I am when it comes down to people and, like, when your time is up, your time's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. people are going to hate me for saying it. But <laughs> you don't need to be wrestling at the age of 64. Well, there's a <clears throat> I think Sting also agrees with that because Sting hasn't had a one-on-one match the entire time he's been in AEW. Yeah. I'm he's only saying, been do- he's only been doing tag matches or multi-man matches where you can definitely hide his age. He may be able to give you a spot or two, maybe, exactly. depending on what they are. And Sting has said that after his AEW contract runs out, which probably is at the end of the year, that he's done. He may just be strictly a manager role. He may I'm be working in a, he may be working backstage, but his uh performing days are over after this AEW contract. Which it should out. be, because like I I want to remember these people for the, the height of their careers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I am forever scarred now of the image of Ric Flair wrestling his last match <laughs> at the age of a hundred and five. You know what I'm saying? And, but we get it all the time, man. Not just Ric Flair. Like there's so many other people. I feel like, like even when, even in, like I said, people going to hate me for this, but even with the Undertaker. Oh yeah. It, it was, was time. Still, it was just one too many matches. You know what I'm saying? Goldberg, As, go yeah. Goldberg is definitely another one of those. I mean, where, to be to be honest, uh, Triple H at the end before he got hurt, Triple H was starting to get to that point for me too. He was like, real stiff. He was real stiff. Like that match with him and Batista. Yeah, I'm good. They could have kept that. Yeah. They could have kept that. They could have kept. They could have kept that. Him and him and Shawn Michaels going against the Brothers of Destruction. They could have yeah. kept that. Yeah. They could have kept that. Like so. even even still, like what? Uh, what was Kurt Angle's last match? Was the one with Ronda? Was oh it? my god? Uh, no, I think no. His last match was against no, Baron did, Corbin. Yeah, he did another one against Barry. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he announced that Baron Corbin be his he last. He should have uh, just match. left it off against him and Ronda. Like it ended on such a high note. But shit, we're even seeing it now. Um. I like Jericho's. I like Jericho in the ring a little bit, but it's about time for him to it's think about, about hanging it. it up too. Like you, Jericho's I think everybody that we grew up on is in their fifties now. I was gonna say Jericho's how old now? Yeah, they're like in their fifties or exactly. mid fifties. Like they don't need to be doing regular programs. If they are going to do a program. It needs to be like a special attraction type of thing. Not even that, man. Like but just it doesn't need to be it, like. Man. I love I like Jericho on the mic and leading a faction. I like that, but I don't need to see him uh, like that match that he had with Adam Cole. That was eh, very forgettable. They even pulled they they even drug Sabu out there. <laughs> exactly. You know the one thing that I always give props to. I give props to MVP, right? Because mm-hmm. MVP is one of those where he knew, okay, my wrestling days are done. Right? He'll still get in the ring. He'll still take a bump from a managerial standpoint, 
Yeah. But when it comes down to an actual match, I think what his last match was when they threw him in the ring and he was in this full suit and he did the little quick match, but he didn't even really do any offense. He pretty much got his ass whooped and then it was done and over with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Like that type, I can understand. I can get with. You know what I'm saying? But and going out there and trying to perform and do a full wrestling match, nah, man, you, you're see, ruining man. everything. And we're starting to see it with the Hardys. Man, we've been seeing it with the Hardys. I said it already. First of all, you about to get me started. All right, listen, <laughs> I, I, I love the Hardys. We'll always love the Hardys. But Matt Hardy, no. Stop hanging up. He, he's. I mean, the dude moves like a cement block. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and Jeff is not too far behind him. Those Swanton bombs are starting to get a little bit shorter and shorter in length, man. <laughs> a lot more effort has to go into them Swanton bombs. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And now and think about it too. Jeff is heavier than what he used to be too. Like, oh my god, he's like a heavyweight out there trying to do these moves. <laughs> he look like he look like uh he look like Brock Lesnar when he tried to do that shooting star press. He just doesn't look comfortable doing it anymore. All right. Well, let's move on to what was another classic match between these two. It was Will Ospreay with Don Callis in his corner versus Kenny Omega. Well, Don Callis came out later. but uh, So it was Ospreay versus Omega 2 is how they build it. Um, Omega took the first one and took the uh, U.S. Championship from Osprey um, at Wrestle Kingdom, I believe. And then uh, Osprey came back, and with the help of Don Callis, with the help of that uh, screwdriver that uh, <laughs> that he used on Omega the first time when he turned on him, he stabbed Kenny, and uh, and he won the match and got his championship back. So um, I like what y'all were saying earlier about. This is, this is this is a dream match, but it's a dream match that we've seen already. So it's not really a dream exactly. match anymore at this point. I mean, now you could say it's a dream feud, dream series, because all their matches are five star quality. But it's not even a feud because, like, you're talking about another match a year later. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it was a saying? few months later, but I get your point. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know. Well, technically, it was because yeah, because they uh, started feuding last year. When, yeah. when the elite started feuding with United Kingdom, that's what I'm saying. And so it, yeah, I just I'm I'm kind of nervous for Forbidden Door next year. You know what I'm saying? Because well, you got to think. Uh, well, this year I see why JD said that Forbidden Door was better this year because a lot of people weren't in it last year. They were in it this year. Like yeah. Kenny, Kenny was hurt, so he wasn't in it last year. Yeah. Um, CM Punk wasn't in it last year, I don't think. Was he in it last year? I don't believe so. I can't remember. I don't, I don't think so. Um, Danielson and Cole hadn't debuted yet, no. so they weren't in it. Speaking of Adam Cole, he was actually supposed to have a match at Forbidden Door, but they said he had the flu, so they sent him home. Um, but he was supposed to have a match. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad. I like the. I, oh. And right on time, he's back. <laughs> hey, Mike, drop. We over here talking about Osprey versus Omega. 
<laughs> he looks so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Osprey versus Omega. Just give me a quick feeling about it. It was great. Instant classic. The second one, they just can't help themselves. Yeah, it, it was great. Like, I mean, that's why we got number two, though, because you, you understand that you needed something to push the envelope and make this pay-per-view be what it was. And people are going to want to see if they already had one five-star match. That's the reason why they were calling for Gunther and Sheamus re- rematch. You know what I'm saying? You're, yep. We got that five-star match, so they wanted it again. Facts. So then let's go to the uh, main event of the night, Brian Danielson versus Kazichka Okada. And uh, Danielson won this match by submission, but he also, uh, this was another classic match to me, but he also left with a arm injury that is supposed to keep him out six to eight weeks. But I saw something on Instagram that I sent y'all where it says that Bree Garcia, his wife, came mm-hmm. out and said that his arm injury is a lot worse than uh, they initially thought. Yeah. So this just goes back to another long line of devastating injuries that Danielson has had. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jaden pulled out the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you stole that from MJF? <laughs> No, nah, I stole this from uh from Moxley. Oh, okay. You know, I cashed in the money in the bank at Forbidden Door. Oh, you cashed in your chip? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine somebody cashing that money in the bank at an AEW show? Well, shit, that would be? New New Japan does have a money in the bank type of. They do have a briefcase. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead. You said what about Danielson? No, I was just saying, okay, I like Danielson. There's going to be another one, right? We're getting there. He's had a, a, a great career, great mm-hmm. career. Even made it back from a career-ending injury. You know what I'm saying? At what point do we start thinking about, all right, it's time for me to maybe look past wrestling. You know what I'm saying? See what the future holds, and and some other some other type of capacity. I don't know. They're trying to downplay his injury, but you know how his wife is. She's very outspoken, and she came out in a heartbeat when they tried to downplay his injury. It was like, nah, we're not about to do that. His injury's worse than what they're trying to make it seem. Apparently, so, he wrestled for ten extra minutes with his arm broken like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's almost as bad as Cody Rhodes coming out with that daggone peck injury. Uh, yeah, peck injury. <laughs> I, everybody try to be like John Cena, man. John Cena, I, we know John Cena tore his peck, continued to match. No, nah, John Cena messed himself up too. Remember when he had that yep. thing in his elbow that was like a basketball? That was his peck. It, it rolled up in his elbow. That was oh his my. pectoral muscle. Oh my god, that was yeah. yeah, that was nasty. And they had to they had to roll it back down. And attach it, and then it was uh, what, what was it, Triple H with the quad that he tore and he continued to wrestle and finish the match and everything like that. I mean, man, like it, it does a number on your body, yeah. And repeat injury, 
you know, injury after injury after injury after injury. It can be in 50 different spots, but at the end of the day, it still affects your body. And people just need to take time to, like, fully heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got anything on that, uh, JD? Um, he just needs to come to graces and get ready to say goodbye. Thank you. He did exactly what he wanted to do. Um, he, he wrestled he New Japan. Um, right, but he just said he wanted to he he wanted to face um, wrestlers that he's never faced before, and he. He, his wish was granted. Therefore, I feel like he has nothing else, nothing else to lose. He's had a Hall of Fame career, Hall of Fame career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that. What are you trying to prove now? Like, are you trying to prove that you know an old guy can still move? We've seen that with Ric Flair and Sting. Okay, they made their points years ago. We just right? talked about this right before you came back. And so it's like now it's like, dude, like while you're still healthy, while you're in your right frame of mind, just go ahead and call it quits. Nobody's going to look at you as a quitter or a loser or nothing like that, dude. It's just you you know when your body's not going to let you get to a certain point. Like look at Edge now. Edge said Edge hasn't been back ever since he made his doggone announcement that his last match would be in Canada. And now and that's a whole year apart. Exactly. He might do a Royal Rumble, and then, boom, his last match will be in Canada. He knows, hey, it's almost that time. I made a comeback. I did what I had to do. All right. Well, that was a good good recap on that. Let's go ahead and finish up with uh, our WWE Money in the Bank predictions. Oh, hold Mm -hmm. on. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, before we have Money in the Bank, we do have the uh, SmackDown uh, at the O2 Arena before, where we will have um, a couple of championship matches that will not be on the Money in the Bank card. Uh, One of which being the uh, Undisputed Tag Team Championships, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defending against uh, Pretty Deadly. Uh, Who y'all think is going to win that? As much as I hate saying that, I, I really think Pretty Deadly is going to end up winning. And I hate that fact, but I, I really see it happening. Why so? The way they've been building them up and hyping them up, man. Um, I don't think they're, they're going to win yet. Uh, I, And this is just me being, you know, a little cheat. That WWE has been talking about how they plan on breaking up the Undisputed Championship. Um. And basically, there is going to be some kind of ramp that KO does. He's going to get sick of this shit, just because they're they're making they're in the midst of making three different titles. Um, that's going to be before SummerSlam and after SummerSlam. So um, three different titles. What are you talking about for tag team? So they're making two, um, two different tag team championships for the men, and then they're making a making one tag team championship for the women. So you mean like a new? You talk about revamp yeah. title, like a new title, mm-hmm. revamp yeah. titles, yeah. and they're they're splitting it up. It's not going to be an undisputed uh, tag team championship anymore. Well, for the women's it is. Yeah, yeah, for the women's it is, but for the men it's not. Unified them, yeah, yeah, for the men it's not. 
but I, me, I think I think okay. it's gonna be KO and Sammy. They're gonna retain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that too. Um, I mean, for the storyline, I want to say KO and and Sammy, and and the reason why I say that is because now what's going on with the Usos. I think they could kind of bring KO and Sammy kind of back into that storyline a little bit. Yeah, they can. The civil and, war that's going on. Right. And I think that, honestly, I really think that, um, well, it, it's been leaked that Kofi is almost clear. So I feel like that one of the championships might go to the new day. It's possible. You, you know, I, I saw some, something. I don't know. I, I was going to say, I don't know how true it is. But I did see something that talked about how uh, I think Big E's got the clear to come back. He's he's close. He's close. I think I've read the same thing and said that he hasn't. He has his doctor hasn't gave him the finalization, but he's cleared all his physical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So all right, and then uh, let's get to the women's uh, match: Charlotte Flair versus Oscar. Oh man, and with Bianca Belair being banned from uh going ringside and watching the match, gosh. So, if we want to see a heel effect, I still see Bianca coming out and causing Charlotte to lose. Charlotte's winning. I'm something in me is saying Charlotte's getting 15. (laughs) Charlotte's winning because the ultimate heel turn is going to be Bianca turning on Charlotte. That's going to be a better effect versus Asuka, who's hillish. She's in that realm of being a hill, but she's not all the way there yet. So I think to me, a hill turn would be a lot better on Charlotte. But Okay, so as soon as Charlotte wins, Bianca has to come out and attack her. Oh, I, I see it happening. But when Charlotte wins, doesn't it make her a heel? <laughs> That's no, the that, that, that always Charlotte, confuses me. That, that can push Charlotte to a face easily. Yeah. Mm. She, Charlotte could have been a face the way the way her match ended with Rhea and how and the classic that it was. Charlotte, if she had came out the next night, she could have been a face, but she but she went on break for like three months. Right. Or longer than that. So but yeah, I actually have Oscar retaining this match in this match. Mm. Because you gotta remember, Oscar only loses at WrestleMania. <laughs> she win, she wins everywhere else. If this was WrestleMania, Oscar would definitely lose. It'd be guaranteed. Yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. yeah. So I'm gonna true. do that. All right. So let me let's go ahead and run down this money in the bank card um, before we get out of here. So a couple couple matches were added to the card. Um the women's tag championships of Ronda and Shayna, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler will be defending against Raquel Rodriguez and a returning Liv Morgan. So uh, who y'all got for that? I'm going Raquel and Liv. They didn't get their belts back? Yeah, they never lost them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the same. My bad. Say that again. I had to switch my headphones. <laughs> uh, both of us pick Raquel and Liv. Okay, I'm gonna go with Ronda and Shayna. 
because they just they just had them unify the belts. And if they really are trying to oh my god, <laughs> and then if they really if they really are coming up with a new a new design, I think they'll just put I think they'll uh give it to Rhonda and Shayna, have them hold it for a little bit before they drop the titles. So yeah. that's possibly. I just I just don't like them as wrestlers. I don't know. I don't I, I, I don't either. I can't stand them together. I don't like them. Oh my gosh, their match last week was so freaking horrible. Oh, it was cringeworthy. Like, oh, and uh, so fun fact speaking of Ronda Rousey, y'all realize that uh, she's been cashed in on twice at Money in the Bank. (laughs) Yeah, she was cashed in on by Alexa Bliss in 2020, and she was cashed in on by Liv last year. Well, that's but how did, they build her up. But they did Alexa Bliss beat her, or did she beat Nia Jax? No, so Ronda beat Nia Jax. Ronda beat Nia that's Jax. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Alexa Bliss I mean, cashed in on her. They built Ronda up as she's unbeatable unless she's already beat down, and then that's the only way that they can get the championship. Yeah, you notice that she doesn't lose it, <laughs> like, straight up. Right. No. Only on cash in. so. I'm like, oh, that's so or triple threat match. Yeah, yeah. Where she's not the one to get pinned, though. Right. Exactly. All right, so let's move on to... uh, Let's go ahead and get the non-title match out the way. So we got uh, Cody Rhodes versus uh, Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley in his corner. So who you got? (laughs) Listen, I don't know what they do with Cody Rhodes. I don't understand the purpose of this match. I don't understand why they even doing this to him. It's to give him a break in between the few the matches with Brock. Because they keep him still active. Cody Rose should have no Cody should have been in the Cody Rose should have been in a money in the bay championship match. He could I think he opted out because of his arm. Mm -hmm. Possibly. His arm is really fractured. No, I know that, but what I'm saying is yeah. that Cody Rose, in one way or another, should be challenging for one of these titles. He yes. was, and I feel like I feel like it's going to be Cody versus Roman at SummerSlam, but we'll get into that on that next episode because okay. I feel that's where that's the route that they headed. Cody's ending the streak. I I feel like it. Yeah, because oh, Roman's about to be fourth, fifth. Yes, yeah. that's. It's funny you say that because uh, the consensus around the rest of the world is that SummerSlam would be the fine the final match between Brock and Cody. It might be, yeah. It is, and that's what this is, and that's what this match is setting up. This match isn't this this match is to help get Dom over more as a heel, um, put him in the ring with somebody that he could trust in uh, Cody, but then also. Have Brock interfere, which is probably what's going to happen, and that's why I say Dom is going to win this match. But have Brock interfere, costing Cody to continue their feud. That's what I think. Sounds about right. Don't you got JD? Okay, well he frozen again. Yeah. All right. All right. So then let's uh, go to another match that was just made on Monday night. Uh, Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship against Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, who is injured because they uh Imperium uh hurt his ankle on Monday. So who you got? 
You know what's so crazy? I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. I'm actually going Riddle. I think it's time for Gunther to <laughs> drop that title. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I yeah. I, well, I thought that Gunther should have been dropped the title. I thought he should have dropped it to Sheamus. Yeah, he um, should have. So that, that way they could start building him up to challenge for one of these championships. Yeah. Um. Well, obviously but, we're getting – oh, I'll, I'll leave it for later. I'll say, but I'm going to still roll with Gunther on this one. I just don't – I just don't yeah. – right now, I don't see I'm a real – I don't see a path. I don't see a path for him to get to the, any of the championships right now. Um. Just based off of what they've been doing with him, so Ooh. and he's involved, Gunther, because he's right now he's involved. Imperium is involved with this beef with Sammy, and KO, also. So I think just for the purposes of that story still not being complete all the way yet, I think Gunther's going to uh, keep the uh, IC title for right now. I think it makes it better because you're already going to know Imperium is going to interfere, nah, in match, that. which is going to create. Sammy and KO to interfere and back up Riddle, which will leave an opening for Riddle to win the match. So I wouldn't be mad if um Imperium beat Sammy and KO for those titles because your boy is coming back. He he came back on the crutches, the other guy on Imperium, the bald headed yeah. one. He came back. So I mean he's still crutches, yeah, but I don't I, know how hard the injury I, is. I, I see Gunther. I see they're being within like facing Seth for the world heavyweight championship. And then you could always get a triple threat match with Imperium versus Sammy and KO in Seth. All right. Now, uh, let's see here. Y'all want to do the women's or men's money in the bank? Let's start with the women. All right, ladies first. All right, so in this match, we have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Sky, and Trish Stratus. Who you got? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> yep. Are you sure? Yep. Trish Stratus is winning the money in the bank. I know he was gonna I knew he was gonna fucking say that shit. <laughs> I knew I hope you're ready for who it. he was going to say that. Trish Stratus is going to be the next women's champion. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. watch. Well, she's already Hold on. So you saying has... so you saying Trish is going to be real? I said that Trish is going to cash in on Rhea. Trish has backup. She's going to be real. She has Trish has muscle and her muscle is going to take out Rhea and then Trish is going to cash it in. And I wouldn't be too surprised if it's not on the same night. Okay. I'll just uh so I was gonna uh, at first my initial thought was uh EO Sky. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, but then I'm but now but then I'm looking at the I'm looking at the lineup. So you have mm-hmm. EO and Bailey who are together. And you have Zoe and Trish mm-hmm. who are together. The only ones who don't have anybody are Zelina and Becky. And mm-hmm. a part of me wanted to um, want us to say EO just because that's what I personally want. But now I'm actually leaning towards Zelina Vega. <laughs> Zelina had a fantastic match against Rhea in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And I could see them running that back 
for another uh for another championship title match. The reason why I, just, I say that is because they've already proven that they believe in her somewhat by giving her the queen of the ring. Yeah. They've been pushing her even more ever since she lost her match to Rhea. And um well, especially with her with the whole LWO thing, they've really been pushing that. So I actually I'm going to go with Zelina Vega to win. Okay. Zelina's my number two. Who you got, JD? Come on, go ahead and say Trish. You know you want to say Trish. Go ahead and say Becky. You know you want to. <laughs> you saying Bailey? Nah. Nah. I was going with EO. Okay. Yeah, I was going with EO. I feel like it I feel like something's gonna happen in her and with her and Bailey. Exactly. Something's gonna happen it is. with her and Bailey. And it is. I don't think Trish is going to win because I think that she's going to be too preoccupied. Zoe's going to get taken out, and Trish is going to be too preoccupied with Becky that they're that. That's why Zelina's going to finally just sneak in there and get it. Kind of like how uh, Nikki Ash or Ash won it last time. She snuck in there and won it. Okay. I mean, I I feel like Trish is going to be on the outside majority of the match so mm. i kind of see where jay's coming from like she's not even going to be wrestling majority of the time she's going to be sitting on the outside like the miz usually does mm. and yeah and let everybody take out each other and climb up there. i just i just always get real weary when you have multiple people that have a sidekick or someone <laughs> that they team with in the same match as them <laughs> yeah but just, I just know you've heard it now. You, you heard it here <laughs> exclusive. So next match, um, Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor, uh, the men's world heavyweight championship. Who you got? Oh, okay. So are we all on the same page here? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't think that y'all would agree with me. That it's Seth Finn. was going to drop this title this fast. <laughs> yeah, but I think that Finn is taking this championship. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. I'm, I think I'm I think going. he I think he needs it. I think he needs it. These yeah. promos, man. Come on, like you you got to give this man his dues right now. But the like, thing about it, the reason why I think this is the main reason why I think that Finn is winning because. During every promo is about how Finn was the first universal champion and yeah. how Seth Rollins is the reason why he is no longer the champion. Mm-hmm. And every champ, every promo that they get, they talk about how Seth moved up after that, won the championship, and has been winning championships ever since, while Finn Balor has just been stuck on the back burner. Yeah. And I feel like with these promos and the way that they're building it up and hype and everything, I feel like you got it. You you got to give it to them. You have to. Yeah. This may be Finn Balor's last chance to really get a championship. A big title. Yeah. I a agree. Big title. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Seth Rollins yeah. could always come back in a month or two and win a championship. Because I mean, Seth. Several- Seth Rollins can actually go to to Royal Rumble and win Royal Rumble and face Roman. Yeah, but even before Royal Rumble, Seth Rollins can go to freaking SummerSlam and, and challenge for a championship. He can go to Survivor yeah. Series and challenge. Seth Rollins can go to any pay-per-view and challenge for the championship 
at any time just based off of his name. But yeah. but Finn Balor is not getting title opportunities like that. No. And that's why I got to go with Finn because I think that yeah. this is his shot. I think that Judgment Day right now is kind of teetering a little bit. And I feel like Finn winning, because if you notice lately, everybody's been coming out to their own music. Nobody's mm-hmm. really been coming out to the Judgment Day music unless they come out together as a group. There's yeah. kind of been like a shift with Judgment mm-hmm. Day. And I feel like they need Finn to win this championship to kind of reel it back a little bit for Judgment Day. Right. Well, you know what I said. I think it's over for that demon character. That shit is dead. Oh, he said it was dead. Oh, yeah, for, it, demon, for demon, yeah, it has to be because yeah. he keeps losing all his big matches as the demon. That shit is dead. Yeah. But now, but now he needs to, in order for him, Finn Balor, the the man, the character, he needs this win more than any other win he's needed because, yeah. like, the whole thing was and he went to that the NXT. He won the NXT Championship. People loved that. He had some great feuds there. When he came back. He's he's lost every big match he's had since he's been back on the main roster. Yeah, every yeah. single big match. So I he's just think definitely it's, after it's he wins, after he wins, he's definitely leaving Judgment Day. He's going back to the Prince. No, he's not leaving Judgment Day. If anything, he's gonna add somebody. Because he, he'll do he'll do his own thing. Because I'm gonna tell you why. I need Judgment Day to run the table, man. I need. I need Finn to win the championship. I need Rhea to retain for a little bit longer, just enough time to give Damian and uh, uh, Dom a chance to go for the tag team championship. That's what I need. Well, speaking of Judgment Day, let's go ahead and get to the men's money in the bank, which will include Judgment Day member Damian Priest, uh, Butch, uh, what's, what's your man's what's your man's name from LWO? God. <laughs> Escobar. 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 Uh LA Knight, Ricochet, uh Shinsuke Nakamura, and my personal favorite, Logan Paul. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we all know who I'm picking. So who y'all got? I'm gonna let JD go because I feel like I'm gonna take up too much time once I start talking. So go ahead. <laughs> so the reason why it goes back to why I say Finn's not gonna be a part of Judgment Day no more is because I feel like Damian Priest is going to win money in the bank. Damian mm. Priest has definitely been a catalyst of Judgment Day. He's been a workhorse of Judgment Day. He's been getting a lot of big matches. He's been getting uh, put up. He's been placed in a position. He was one of the first member, one of the first people to challenge Seth Rollins for an open, um, uh, uh, open challenge for the title. Also, so he was the very first member of Judgment Day. Exactly. So with this being said, they've already had the interactions with with him and Finn saying that if you if you win money in the bank and I win the championship, are you going to try to cash it in on me? You wouldn't do that, would you? They've already played that to be like, nah, I'm not worried about that, you know, like. Nah, we're together, but initially, hmm, we've kind of seen that before. We've seen that with um, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. It wasn't a cash. It, it wasn't a cash in, but he won the World Rumble, and he said he was going to challenge him, and he did. <laughs> we we also seen that with uh, 
like when Batista won the Royal Rumble and he kept and he challenged yeah. Triple H, who oh, then yeah. we have Randy Orton who won, and you know what I'm saying? Like we've seen that before. It's like, nah, I'm not gonna cash in on you, but then it actually turns out to happen. At one point, I thought it was gonna be LA Knight because of the push that he was getting, but after reading up on LA Knight and saying that like people on in in his entourage have said told him not to re-sign his um not to extend his contract that kind of threw me off that wagon as far as LA yeah. night so yeah I'm I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with Damian Priest I would love for Ricochet to get his opportunity but um faces normally don't with, win uh money in the bank yeah yeah so I'm going with Damian Priest so all right here we go Ray and Jay Oh God, he's getting ready. If anybody, oh God, <laughs> if anybody other than Logan Paul wins this money in the bank, there will be no one challenging or cashing it in on the heavyweight champion or the unified, you know, universal WWE champion. Okay, and the reason being is because of uh uh what's his name the united states champion okay theory theory has ruined it he has completely ruined <laughs> it their decision to let theory cash in the money in the bank you ain't never gonna let that go are you i'm not letting it go. <laughs> i'm not letting it go and the reason why i'm not letting it go and the reason why i can tell you that this is what's going to happen is because you have not one former champion in this money in the bank match not one Everybody in this Money in the Bank match is a mid card person. The only person pause, that time out, time out, hold, hold time on, out, hold on, no, time no, out, time out. no, 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 because no, you have me. you have champions in this. No, you have you've no you have no former world heavyweight champions yeah. in this Money in the Bank match. Butch was the UK heavyweight champion. World that don't count, as man. in like WWE what? champion, that universal champion. That was a, that's an NXT champion. world champion. No. You it have nobody. Matter. The only people that you have in this match are Shinsuke, who challenged for the, the championship after winning the Royal Rumble and lost. And you have Logan Paul, who fought Roman Reigns and lost. Okay? Shinsuke ain't winning the money in the bank. You ain't got to worry about that. We already know that's not happening. Okay? It's up to Logan Paul. Because Logan Paul is the only person that's going to take that money in the bank, and he's going to cash it in, and he's going to go after one of these world heavyweight champions. Other than that, if L.A. Knight wins, if Damian Priest wins, if any of these other champion, uh, I mean, other wrestlers win, they are cashing it in on a mid card champion, and that's where the bullshit lies. Now, now I, I kind of want to see if that's really going to happen because I don't believe that if anybody other than Logan wins, they're going to cash in on Damian on a okay, mid card title. If Finn wins, Damian will win, and he'll try to cash in on Finn. He's going to cash it in on a mid card champion. You gonna cash in on Gunther? He is he's already hard. won the mid card though. He is going to cash it in on him. Okay, I'm. You know what? You, you <laughs> heard it here. Damian Priest would not cash in on a mid card championship why would ricochet why the, why the hell would ricochet cash in on a mid card title that don't even make sense okay all right <laughs> oh no wait for ricochet it definitely makes sense 
No, it doesn't. It, Ricochet it makes it. No, it no, it does not. Dollar is the champion. Why Damian it? Priest cashes it in on the for Ricochet to cash champion. in for Ricochet to cash in on a mid card title. It makes sense on Austin Theory. Hell yeah. Yes. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Whoever wins this Money in the Bank match, other than Logan Paul, is cashing it in on a mid card champion. Cashing in on Austin Theory nah, is nasty Damian work. Priest. I'm good. <laughs> Damian Priest wouldn't do it. Let me ask you this, JD. Okay, you, you, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but let's just say Finn Balor wins. Okay, mm-hmm. now you have Finn Balor as the world heavyweight champion. You have Rhea as the women's champion. You mean to tell me that WWE wouldn't say, "Hmm, Damian Priest, you just won the Money in the Bank." Okay, United States champion. He's already been there. How does it doesn't matter? So Austin's theory was already United States but, champion okay, before he. But he will have to go. He will have to go to SmackDown. So you saying that Damian or, or, Priest okay, is going to challenge Intercontinental, Intercontinental or Intercontinental nah. champion? But what I'm saying is that how would that look for Judgment Day? I told you they're breaking Judgment Day up. <laughs> no, nah, I told you, man. JD McDonough is going to join them. Finn's boy. Okay, then that <laughs> means Damian Priest is out. No, uh, Priest is definitely out. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all right now, okay? If I'm right, y'all all owe me a shot. <laughs> all right. No, I'm getting and you I'm a right. bottle. Okay, I'll take a bottle because I know I'm right. Yeah. Crown apple, please. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it, it, for, for, them, for them to throw for them to throw Logan Paul in, it does make exact sense for him to win. It also I mean, makes exact it, sense. It also makes exact sense for the turbulence of the match, right? To add another high flyer that can compete with Ricochet. That's that's where I look at it as far as Logan Paul because Logan Paul what we got at Royal, this match. Where we got Royal Rumble, we got a glimpse of what the fuck Ricochet and Logan Paul can do, right? I don't. I've, I know it's gonna happen. I don't want to see it happen because I already know what's gonna happen. He's not challenging Roman. He's gonna challenge Seth because they had the last history. And yeah, he is gonna win the world championship. Then he's gonna go on YouTube and then he's gonna go all over. He just got booed and got prime thrown at him. So of course he's gonna win. And, and then he's he'll lose at WrestleMania. Whatever you know. It, 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 uh, Fuck it. Can we go on to the next match, please? (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. Now, uh, the final match is the Civil War match between the Usos and Solo and Roman Reigns. Who y'all got? Man, this one right here is a doozy. This can go either way. I'm I'm so on the fence when it comes down to this. (laughs) Because at one hand, I want to say the Usos. But on the other hand, I want to say that this could possibly be setting up Solo turning on Roman. You know what I mean? Wait, y'all want to hear a kicker? Y'all want to hear a kicker? Uh Mm -hmm. I really think... I hate saying this. I really think Jay is turning on Jimmy. 
That's all I'm gonna say. That's nasty. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I see it coming. I see it. I really think Jay's turning on Jimmy. Oh, well, weren't there reports that Jimmy was about to leave anyway? I don't know. I I don't think so. Do you say that based upon the promo from last week? I say that based upon that one the the promo. To the fact that in Jay's mind, he was Roman was dangling the fact that he's setting him up to be the next head of the table. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit too tempting for Jay. But can Jay trust him though? No, but it's <laughs> not about him trusting him, it's about the fact of the matter that when okay, so when you listen to the promo that they cut last Friday, right. And how Jay was talking, and he made a couple of comments, and you can see Jimmy kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like when he was talking about how, you know, we still love you, Oos, and you're still family. And then Jimmy kept like cutting him off, and he was like, you know, but you disrespected us, and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, and it started, and it started off, the promo started off as like, he clearly said the bloodline is in yo, and he was like, hold up, and hold up, hold yeah, up. he cut him off. And was like, oh, yeah, no, uh-uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, was I, like, I, hold I, up. He was like, oh yeah, 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 the Usos is in your city. <laughs> yeah, so and, and you know they still, still they still wear the ones. I was just about to say that they still wearing the We the Ones uh, shirts. So just just know you heard it here exclusively. Um, I feel like. There's a there. I like your twist. I love your twist. I still feel like that there's some other twist that's not being that, thought oh, about. Something, there's something else. There's that something I'm not in the works. Yeah, I don't something. know if it's somebody. I don't know if it's you know some claws. I don't know if it's a twist or a turn. But like they keep saying that they're the best tag team going against Roman and Solo. Like we do this for a living, going against Roman and Solo, who don't have that chemistry like we do. So logically, you would say the Usos win, but damn, Jay, you just, you just, you, you put the dagger right there, man. You put the dagger right there. Uh, But what if it's Jimmy that flips and say it's my time? Could be. Uh, Could be. I don't know. We'll find out Friday. I want to see the promo that's going to be cut Friday. Solo keep getting super kick, and he has, and he has no backup. Roman never comes out to support Solo. Support Solo just got that's because he that's because half the time he ain't there. Yeah, half the time he not he not there. Yeah, yeah. I'm rolling with I'm roll with the Usos, man. I can see Sammy and KO possibly getting involved. I can see that too. Now, yeah. uh, depending on when the men's money in the bank match happens, do you think there's a chance we could see a cash in that that same day? Um, man, that's a good one. Because let's say they start the let's say they start the show with the men's money. It's in the bank. on Roman. 
If someone okay, tries to I, cash in on it's Roman, not gonna be Roman. It's not gonna be Roman. I can tell you this: if Seth Rollins retains, no, what I say, no. What I'm saying is that yeah. if Seth Rollins retains the championship, and let's say Logan Paul wins, he's gonna cash in on Seth Rollins. That's if the men's money in the bank is first. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like somebody. It's going to turn around. I'm going to tell you, if this, if this Civil War. No, this Civil War is going to be, the, the Civil War is the is the main event. This is the last match. If the this night. Civil War match. No, nah, hey, this is first. You know that nobody's cashing in on Roman. Yeah. I'm just trying to, can you just imagine the pop? That that crowd would give if Logan, I mean, if not if Logan or anybody, if Roman got cashed in on, <laughs> man. But I was if gonna Roman say got too, cashed in on if somebody tried to cash in. I was gonna say if someone tried to cash in on Roman, that's where we kind of see more of the bloodline story reevaluate, and I see either Jimmy, I see Jay saving Roman from getting cashed in on. I can definitely see that too. Mm. Even after they beat him. Yeah, I can see that too. And Jimmy looking like, what are you doing? Because they've already made it saying like it's not about the championship. Yep. You know, it's about respect. So they show respect like your family. You know, you disrespected us. So they save him from getting cashed in on. And the person just Okay, yeah, I could see that too. All right. Well, yeah. Did y'all have Let's anything else? Hop nah. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody for checking in with us. Uh gonna have this uploaded as soon as possible. Um, I will be doing a watch along on Saturday since the show is at 3 p.m. If anybody wants to join me, uh hit me up, let me know. Uh let me see here. I will be off of all social media Saturday until Sunday when I can. Hey, I might it. actually so. jump on with you since. Okay. All right, perfect. Yeah, and I'll try to invite some other people up there okay. with you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, you were breaking up. Yeah, I might jump on with you since I have a broke ankle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Since I have cool, a yeah. ankle, I might jump on with you because I can't go. <laughs> you going to jump on with me with your broken ankle? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So this is your boy, Trey, a.k.a. Treyway. It's your boy, Jay, a.k.a. Rain Jay. <laughs> this, this is your beginning. boy, OTR, Mike Drop. Hey. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace.